welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today, my guest is Michaela Smith. Uh, Michaela is a conscious leadership coach, and her work focuses on creating personal and organizational results through exploring and applying the principles of conscious leadership and self-leadership, which is, as you know, I talk a lot about. Having had the privilege to lead many teams in a number of countries, including the Middle East, Europe and Asia, Michaela became fascinated by the human psyche, behaviour, thinking patterns, emotional responses and the way we view our lives. She's also fascinated by how some people stay stuck in the world of their own victimhood and others strive. They thrive. Some get stuck, some thrive. It's fascinating and fascinating to me as well as Michaela. Michaela also believes that it's important to understand that we create our own our own reality, which is so true. We either do it so consciously or unconsciously in believing that life happens to us with the emphasis on the two. Michaela likes to think that by being conscious, you are stepping into the driver's seat of your life and be no longer simply a passenger in someone else's car. Words are, I love those words, being a passenger in no one else's car, but driving your own. So, Michaela, how did you really get started on this concept of conscious leadership? You've gone through a lot of, in marketing, I believe, and a lot of, uh, in the, on the marketing side of things, leading a lot of teams, as I said, globally. What started you to lead you towards that conscious leadership? Hi, Rose. And first of all, thank you so very much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, I, always, I always love talking about conscious leadership. So this is a great opportunity to spread a little bit of a message, yours and mine, because our yeah. messages are the same. We talk yeah. the same language. Um, so this has evolved over a few years. So this really my, and now today I call it a mission to help yeah. people to wake up to really in very basic terms how powerful we are if we step into really our own self-awareness and understand how we function okay. and for me the the catalyst was I used to struggle with massive anxieties imposter syndrome mm -hmm. at the time when you know and this was uh, when did they start? Like my anxiety started approximately 10 years ago, I would say, when, you know, the first symptoms, the first signs started coming up. But I yeah, did yeah. ignore them as a high performer and high achiever working in a corporate company. At the time, I worked in Dubai when I started feeling the first signs of the anxiety, mm -hmm. but I kind of, you know, just kept pushing through. Um, and then I was transferred to Vietnam. And this is where my anxiety is really, really, really started flourishing i would yeah. say well, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. challenging very challenging different culture very challenging yeah different culture a yeah. lot of pressure because i was a, a director of sales and marketing so in charge of the commercial performance i used to yeah. work in a hotel industry and so i functioned with anxieties and literally panic attacks for about four five even six years i think it mm. was um and not really uh, doing anything else with them apart from pushing myself harder harder yeah. harder and then you know like you we hear so many stories of people that just hit the brick wall and that was my mm. case as well on top of my anxieties and panic attacks I had some other 
personal situation that was going on. Also, my sister passed away in mm. the same period of time. My husband was diagnosed with brain cancer. He almost passed away. So there was a lot of stuff that was happening at the same time. Mm. And at some point, I basically just broke down. Mm. Uh, I broke down quietly. Nobody knew about it uh, in the company. Nobody has ever known about my anxiety. So mm. I suffered si silently. Um, and then there was a point when I just started uh, looking for a help. And this is where I started looking for my first coach because I really could not cope internally anymore. Mm -hmm. And I started waking up literally to um, what's going on inside me, understanding that everything that is happening and how I perceive the world is my own perception, is my interpretation of what is going on yeah, outside, yeah. out there which, you know, until that time, I would be blaming everything on the outside world. I would be blaming everything on there is too much pressure or somebody told me something or somebody doesn't understand what I mean. You know, so there was, so there was yeah, always yeah. them, not me kind of situation. And after I started doing the work, I started realizing that everything that we create and everything that we go through, emotions that we have, thoughts that we think are all all our own creation. And based on those, we create our own reality. And it is mm -hmm. our responsibility. And you know, this sounds really simple and straightforward, but really this took me approximately a year just to start calming down from my anxieties, mm -hmm. um, to start unpacking what was going on inside yeah. me when it comes to the uh, unconscious patterns, beliefs, behaviors, uh, blind spots, so many blind spots that we all function with. Um, and this is this was the beginning of my journey of understanding that okay, what does it mean being conscious? And then I started translating it into my leadership with my teams. Then after Vietnam, I was moved to Japan. Uh, from Japan, I was transferred then to I worked in London. Um, and this is when I started looking at not just my own self leadership, mm. but started working with my teams through the conscious principles of conscious leadership. And then at some point, I told myself, okay. I feel it's time to actually start helping and supporting high achievers, whether it's, you know, in the corporations, whether it's business owners, whether it's SMEs, it does not matter, but people that really want to achieve, but consciously achieve. Mm. Uh, and this is when I decided that I wanted to become a coach uh, uh, and the sales and marketing part kind of fell apart for me or, mm. you know, just was the, just became less of an importance mm, for me. Mm, yeah. and the people side the psyche and the human side of how we function became my main priority and so that's what happened yeah. sorry okay. a bit of a long-winded answer but that's yes. what happened <laughs> yes. but, but that's that's the card like it's it's and that's what happens um when we suddenly discover like sometimes a purpose in our lives slowly comes up creeps, creeps up on you which it has done in your case then it reaches a bit of a crescendo and then you have a choice. Some yep. people choose then to then be in charge of their own consciousness and you're saying, well, I'm going to, this is what it is, I'm going to do this and I feel as though I can help people rather than, oh, well, that's it and then and just go back into where you were. Yep. I mean, there again, that's part of the being in the, driving the car or being in the passenger as a yep. passenger. So I think it's a good example of exactly what you're saying where you're taking control of that and, and and, and and now contributing to something that you have more of a well you have a you have a belief in now that where you're fulfilling a purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is self-leadership, as you're saying, right? It's you're driving your own car. That's self-leadership. You can't you can't drive a bus with others in it hmm. 
unless you can drive the bus. You don't have someone else drive the bus and you sit in the back. At the end of the day, um, you're the driving the bus and having your team sit in that bus because you're going that one that one path in one direction. So fully understand that. So 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 when you when you look at the elements of conscious leadership, what what do you think is the most important thing? For me, Ross, how I see it, so there are a few important principles, mm. um, but where I see really a starting point, I would say, is what I just mentioned a couple of minutes ago, and that is understanding that it is our own responsibility to yeah. um, understand how we function and basically taking the responsibility for um, our responses to the situations the way how we process situations, our it's a responsibility really for understanding how we function as human beings inside. And, and, and once again, it's easier said than done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because we very often feel that we are self-aware and we are taking responsibility. Um, but when we start digging into it, and you and I know as coaches, when mm. we work with clients and also me, my own work on myself, mm. Um, you know, we have got the, we very often take the responsibility that suits us. Yes. yes. And then beyond that, it very, very quickly becomes somebody else's um, uh, fault or, you know, we start blaming other people for what is happening in our life. Mm. So taking responsibility based on self-awareness and awareness of how we function. So self-awareness, responsibility. And then another big thing is, Understanding the difference between context that we come from and the content that we work with. So what I mean by that is really understanding uh, what is my place of being that I'm pro- that I am approaching things from, because I can be approaching mm. things from, for example, being angry, yeah. or being in that plain place of victimhood, or being in that place of being aggressive. And understanding that if I am approaching meeting, situation, my team, myself from that kind of place, I am only going to create more aggression. I am only going to create more victimhood. Basically understanding that the core of who I am being when I show up in the situations is going to create my result. Mm. And so if I know that I'm going to go into the meeting, I really want to start learning how do I put myself into the place of whatever, however I want to show up, whether it is confident, whether it is loving, whether it is mm. understanding, whether it is in a state of collaboration. So I want to be intentional about what is the place that I'm coming from approaching the situations. Yeah, yeah depending on what I want to create more of. And, you know, there is a master, uh, an ultimate coach, uh, Steve Hardison, uh, Hardison, and he talks about if you take an apple seed and you apply uh, and you, and you seed an apple seed, guess what you're going to get? Apple. Mm. You can't get a banana out of an apple seed. And it's the same thing with us. If we show up or if our core in our being is being somebody who is aggressive, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get more aggression. And then you will see Uh, other people uh, as being aggressive because they will be mirroring the place where you're coming from. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, So that is a big part of being conscious and understanding that 
context, how we show up, who we are when we are approaching situations is really a key to what we're going to create. Yeah, and that's because you get the situation of a lot of people that, uh, and I see this quite quite often, and that's why I'm coaching them is to get out of these problems, but they'll turn up at a meeting knowing not so much how how they're going to react and exactly, exactly what you said. Now, what, what do I want? What impact do I want to have in this meeting? Um, in other words, you're looking for an impact that's actually going to get results. And the, it, and some some people th- are conscious of the impact in the sense, I want to create a negative impact and scare, <laughs> just scare basically mm. the crap out of people. Yep. The way it should be. But then now they're starting to realise, well, that's not the way you do things because people don't, that, they don't respond to that sort of sustainable. So now they're looking at these and to change these old habits of now I've got to I've got to allow and go with the flow, but but I need to be directing these people, um, and it's and like it's saying not, yeah, it's yeah, and 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 Ros, it's not it's so again we are talking about it like you know this is how it is. I want to acknowledge uh, that it is not an easy exercise. No, it's not, and and but you've got to be conscious of yeah. what do I got to do? What have I got to? What have I got to? How got to show up? What's my behaviour? in this meeting or, or a group of behaviours that I must do in order for this to happen. It just doesn't happen by chance, as you said, yeah. right? Just, just, oh, it'll go with the flow, we'll be right. It, it just doesn't happen. You've got to consciously be, step up and say, I want to be the leader that I want to be and includes this five or six behaviours that I must do day in, day out in order to be the leader that I want to be. Now, that's the conversation I have with many clients. Yeah. Who, who, how do you want to be described as a leader? I've never had them say, I want to be known as the worst leader ever ever in living memory. They all have a nice thing about, they want people to say about them. I said, well, that doesn't happen by chance. Mm. What are the five or six things you must do every day in order for them to describe you that way? And that starts the process, exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And, And, you know, we all know that. And also, you know, when we slip, because we do, because we are human beings, right? Yes, we can can slip. we, we... We have got, we can have great intention, but, you know, triggers, emotions, just kind of bringing yourself back to the center and just saying, okay, so today I exploded. So instead of beating myself up and saying, oh my God, I screwed this up again. You know, I just lost it again. I, you know, I didn't want to, with compassion and with love to myself, instead of beating myself, I said, okay, never mind. I'll try again next time. Yeah. I'll try again next time. And this is, you know, because this is this this is literally now we're talking neuroscience. We are rewiring our neural pathways. Because mm. if we are, you know, if you are used to running and explore and just reacting to situations all your life, and all of a sudden you want to be this kind of Zen master who's going to approach <laughs> things from a very different place, it's going to take time and it, it needs is. compassion yeah. and needs patience and it's in it, it needs it needs loving care towards yourself. Mm. And that's a very, very important part of the journey. And that that's why we I keep talking a lot about self-leadership because this is where it all and self-awareness, this is where it all has to start. That's right. So if yeah. you're not compassionate or patient mm. with yourself, you can't be compassionate and patient with other people. That's so, so true. Yeah. yeah it starts with self. Hundred percent. So it's a step by step process, and also another thing, big thing, Ross, as we uh, we all know, is our thoughts and our beautiful mind, mm. which is so vivid and has got such you know it has got the life on its own. 
right? The thoughts mm -hmm. that pop up, the stories that pop up in our mind. The <laughs> you know, really, we could all be writing the books because our yeah. mind is so imaginative. Yeah, it can be. No doubt about that. Absolutely, <laughs> and and the thing is that it's most of the time imaginative being negative. Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly right. And, yeah. and that's something I, I find myself saying to people all the time, that if you allow it to your staff's imagination, it will be negative. Yeah. It will yeah. be a negative over time. Yep. Yeah. And so we we really, that's another big part of being self-aware is what is going on uh, in your in your head. What is the, what is the chatter? Have you got the, you know, inner critic that is sitting in your mm. head that is beating you up? Or have you got an inner coach? that is there to help you. Um, I call it in a coach because this is uh, from Brenda Ben's uh, book and she mm. calls in a critic or in a coach. And I really, really yeah. like that. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. So really understanding what is going on in your mind is, is another big part of, of being conscious and functioning from the place of being self-aware and uh, more sitting in your center. And, and I think some of the sitting in the center is um, just, having a bit of mindfulness, mm -hmm. take a walk in nature. It tends to center you. Um, and that's, yeah, you get a lot of people at times, yes, I know I've got to do that, but they don't do it because they try to do it in the current context of where they are uh, and still allow all the outside noise coming around and around. That's causing the problem, right? They've got to yeah. get rid of the outside noise and just be centered and yeah. just talk to yourself, basically. Yeah in a relaxing atmosphere that's that i think that's just the important thing to do yeah 100 percent. and as you yeah. just said you know very often we do go to nature very often we go to you know for walk but our mind just keeps going yeah it can do yes you just go gotta... so it's very 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 important and nature is just such a healing you know environment yeah. to be in connection with nature really, really nature is really really crucial but equally, you can be mindful at home. That's right. It, it, whatever suits you, some exercise, that, that's it. Others don't let go of what's going around them even when they exercise. But pe yeah. everyone does it differently. That, yeah. That's it, just whatever suits you to yeah. be able to release from the outside noise and just be with yourself and just be. Yeah, absolutely. Another big thing that I would really like to mention, uh, mention here is emotions we talk a lot about the mind and we talk a lot about mindfulness and about mm. thoughts thought patterns we don't talk so much about emotions and emotions mm. are a huge part of being conscious and being self-aware mm. because emotions are um so the process how the process within us goes when we are creating our result is we have got a certain belief which is very often subconscious from the from this belief we think certain things so beliefs thoughts then thoughts create emotions mm -hmm. and we know when we get anxious when we get nervous when we get angry we feel it in our bodies right so yeah, our emotions yeah. come up and that, then we are triggered and then from emotions the emotions are uh, affecting our behavior yeah. of course yeah. and then behavior yeah. creates the result Right. That's why we say that we consciously or unconsciously create our reality because beliefs, thoughts, emotions, actions, results. Yeah. Yeah. And so emotions as 
the consequence of our thought is extremely important because very often we do not know how to process emotions. And what happens when we don't know how to process the emotions, our emotions get stuck in our bodies. That's right. And also when we are, when we are, for example, angry, let me just take that example. Mm. If we are angry, we very often go into our logical mind and we try to um, either calm ourselves down or we try to rationalize mm. or we try to, we don't process that emotion of anger. But if we don't process the emotion of anger or any other emotion, mm. It gets stuck in our body. Yeah, and that causes and then, problems. Long absolutely. Term. And yeah. then, you know, it's we have got one emotion after another. That just It's like a layer after layer after layer that just gets stuck in our body. And over a period of time, absolutely, it manifests in diseases, in burnouts, in illnesses. You know, mm. illnesses like cancer, tumors. Yeah. You know, we really talk about heavy stuff in here. Yeah. So really understanding that emotions are stuck in your body, body learning how to process emotions by really feeling and experiencing your emotions and this is what i where i work with my clients mm. because all my clients are you know working they are yeah, either business yeah. owners or they work on a high positions in corporate world really releasing those emotions is extremely important otherwise apart from the diseases the emotions get stuck in our mind and once again we go into ruminating we go into self-blame or blame yeah, of other yeah. people and it just gets stuck in our body and in our mind so that's why i just wanted to mention emotions because yeah. we do talk too much about emotions and they are critical they are critical and they actually they actually cause a lot of the problems and even like what you're talking about before a lot of that's that the emotion responses you're having with what's around you and the key is to accept the, the emotion, don't fight it, accept it and be aware of it and just let it and just let it out over time. It, it doesn't just, you don't try to bury it, as you're saying, right? You just got to let it out. And the more you talk about those emotions, and that can be with yourself, but talk out loud with other people, it just, that releases the emotion and we all feel so much better. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, emotion, it takes, once again, scientifically proven that it takes 90 seconds for emotion to pass. 90 mm -hmm. seconds. However, because we don't know how to process it. So emotion comes, you feel it in the body as a sensation. Mm -hmm. If you're able to notice it or to spot it, you can then process it and let it go. But because we don't know how, we get stuck in it. And then what happens is that we either want to avoid it. So we've got avoidance. Mm -hmm. So people that completely deny that there is any kind of emotion going on, they just bury it. They don't want to deal with it, For particularly when there is a pain, painful emotion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it. So avoidance, or then we have got indulgent, indulgence. So these are the people that they dwell on, dwell on those emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And this is when we go into ruminating, self-victimhood and all that stuff, mm, which is, yeah. again, it's an unprocessed emotion. The only thing that happened is that it moved from your body into your mind, and this is where it got stuck. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, once again, this is a very, very important topic to talk about. Yes, look, actually, we, we could be talking about all these things for a long time um, because it, 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 it just becomes a uh, to me that one of the your biggest anchor for any any career any particularly and then your biggest anchor to if you're desiring to be a leader of people just to be an anchor just to lead yourself lead yourself whether you want to lead others that's a different a different thing right but just to lead yourself it's the biggest anchor because you get stuck 
and you're dragging behind, and I think the anchor just cat gathers more silt and it just slows you down progressively until it, that till it manifests in in a health issue or uh, some breakdown, alcoholism, or just a myriad of things that I've seen over the years. So look, it certainly was good to have you on, Michaela. It's and thank you so much. I can see. <laughs> I can really hear it in your voice, the, the passion you have for this. Um, so I'm sure, and, and I can see why then with such a passion that you want to go and help other people because it, it, it can really make a massive difference to their life, their health, first of all, then and their life going forward. And and, and that's where, to me, that's where this, the passion comes from because you so much, you can see where it's helped yourself and you just want to share that with others. Yeah, absolutely. And it's because, Ross, I had so many teachers and still mm. have teachers, you know, we, we all need teachers and supporters that have helped me so I can absolutely, yeah, as you say, say, what a difference does it make to, to people if we just do take time and focus on ourselves, not from the place of pushing, but from the place of understanding who we are and how we function. That's right. So thank and you that, so very much. I do it quicker than others. That's right. Just got to, it's about understanding yourself. So true. No, pleasure to have you on, Michaela. No doubt about that. And um, thank you, listeners, for uh, taking the time to listen to us today. I'm sure we, one day we may have Michaela on again because we have a we've only just scratched the surface. Yeah, subject, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Thank you once again, Ross, for having me, and all the best to all your listeners. My pleasure.